Ladies and gentlemen, oh, where's the camera? There's the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, the Russians have developed a satellite, or rather an anti-satellite missile capable of knocking satellites from orbit and launching a cluster of space debris, uh, which just so happened after their test that uh, it threatened the International Space Station and the astronauts had to take cover in their return vessels. So Russia's got some explaining to do. The Pentagon is all in a tizzy over this. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about some, maybe the solar system, uh, the new Halo Infinite. And I have joining with me tonight, I have Cameron Bauman. Hello. Hello, I'm here. You have anything you want to plug? No, I don't have any plugs over here. <laughs> I don't see any. All right. I don't have anything to use to plug in either. So we're going to be talking about... Uh, we're, we're just going to be talking about a bunch of stuff tonight. I'm moving the microphone further away from myself. And I'm a little too close to it. Um, by the way, tell us how the uh, audio is because we're in a little bit of a different setup today. Uh, Cameron's in my seat and I'm in Matthew's seat and Matthew's not here. So, uh, yeah, anyway. You want to get into it? Oh, what's this? I don't know. Why are you so handing me? Search up stuff too. Yeah, this is for you. Oh, you okay. need the. Yeah. I need to, gotcha. I need to, okay. to be signed in. <laughs> no problemo. Um, there should be the cord there too because I don't know that the battery lasts too long. But here you go. It's signing in. I don't see it. Uh, I'll find it for you later. But anyway, we're going to be talking about that stuff tonight. Uh, I keep looking at the screen instead of the camera. But I'm playing producer. Cameron's playing Joe. And Matthew's Joe playing Hooky. Mama. Thank you, Cameron. So, do you want to start with the story? Or do you want to start with something else? Let's start with the story. Let's Joe. start with the story. Look how silly I look. Okay, you guys got to see the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if this is how I just showed up every day. It's just That'd like be this. Funny. Just be like, nobody knows who I am. I'm just gonna stay hidden like this for the rest of the time I'm here. You look like that guy from that video game. Um, uh, what's? Oh, you no, you look like the Halo Marine. Oh, I was gonna say, say Ghost. I don't know who. From oh, from Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. So let's take a look at. Uh, hold on. This Where'd my camera go? Uh oh. Um. Okay, well, Cameron, it's gonna be you on screen. Uh oh. Because apparently I forgot to. Uh... I'm camera shy. Oh wait, hold on. That's not gonna work. Let's do. Okay. So you can you can hear me, you just can't see me. But here's the screen. Uh. Does it go like this? You can't see me. No, you can't see you. You can't see me either. I messed something me. up. Let me see if I can fix that real quick you know what that's from right see uh, i know what's what's from you can't see me uh no i don't that's john cena's thing. oh okay you can't see me uh let's try that there we go you can see me now okay so a new russian anti-satellite missile test draws condemnation from space companies and countries Across the globe, nations and space companies alike are speaking out about Russia's anti-satellite, ASAT, test that forced astronauts in space to take cover. On Monday, November 15th, the seven astronauts and cosmonauts living on board the International Space Station were forced to take shelter in the spacecraft they flew to the station, which means a Soyuz capsule and, uh, I don't know if there's a Dragon capsule up there right now, but there might be. Uh, anyway, the Soyuz capsule is really small, as we've discussed in this program previously, but we won't get into that anymore. But So that kind of sucks that they had to take shelter in that like uh, tin can. 
But anyway, the orbiting lab was passing through a cloud of space debris that threatened the station and its inhabitants. Later that day, the U.S. State Department revealed, with confirmation from the Pentagon, that the space debris, which will be trapped in orbit for years to come, was the result of a Russian anti-satellite test. You, do you want to say something? Oh, no, I was... Yeah, I guess I can say something. Okay, it hold says, on. Uh, there we go. Well, it, it says here uh, that uh, there was four Americans, one German, and two Russian cosmonauts aboard the station. So, that, that's all I really wanted to add in. But, okay. yeah. All right. Some extra information. Okay. So, this test, which saw a missile destroy Cosmos 1408, a defunct Soviet satellite, has now drawn criticism from nations around the world. Hmm, I wonder why, Cameron. I, I you know, I, I really couldn't imagine why. Why do you think? Uh, well, I mean, lots of stuff in space, right? <laughs> Thank and you for your why? insight. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of extra no, so, stuff in space. Including Japan, Australia, South Korea, and private space flight companies, including Virgin Orbit. That's interesting. The U.S. hasn't condemned it. That's rather interesting. Uh, oh, never mind. Uh, these statements follow stark criticism of the test from the U.S. government as well as NASA Administrator Bill Ness. Okay. We did condemn it. Oh That's good. Oh my goodness. In addition to destroying the fragile space environment, this kind of saber rattling is clear reminder that the space infrastructure we rely on for our economy, for science, and for national security is threatened by human aggression. Virgin Orbit CEO... Or, sorry, VEO. I don't know what that means. Let me add something about Dan that. Hart said in a statement. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Go ahead, Cameron. I'm just going to add something real quick. It says here that the uh, the Cosmos breakup uh, traveled about 17,500 miles per hour. Like the little the shreds Ooh, from the space wow. debris. So, yeah. That's super fast. That's pretty probably fast. why they were hiding. <laughs> you all, yeah. That kind of. Uh, speed can do some damage to a space station well i mean if you have a leak up there it's not like you have any more oxygen it's just a vacuum outside and compare that to like you know bullet fire which is like i don't know almost almost like maybe oh, maybe about <laughs> 90, nine times about. nine times less nine times less well it depends uh, anyway i digress yeah yeah <laughs> it, anyway uh, so it, it goes on to say how all these people are condemning it and blah 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 blah. Russia's a bad finger waggling, finger waggling. Boo Russia. Uh, I like this. China has yet to make an official statement about the ASA uh, the ASAT test. But according to Space News, during a November 16th news conference, China's foreign ministry spokesperson, Zhao Lijian, Lijian, Zhao Lijian, Zhao Lijian. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, said, we noted relevant reports and that Russia has yet to respond. I think it is too early to make a comment. Well, so the United States, Russia, and China have all been working on this anti-satellite thing to launch from a battleship just, you know, floating in the sea on Earth, just to launch a missile up and kill a satellite. Uh, it's kind of scary because we rely on satellites. I mean, the global positioning system, SpaceX is, I mean, now we're going to get the internet from space. Not to mention the amount of um, strategic satellites that the United States has. I mean, psh. And we'd be up a creek without a paddle if uh, Russia just took down all of our satellites. I have some more information here, too. Okay. So it talks do? about how, um, I mean, before, uh, before this accident with 
all of the different debris. Um, there's been multiple counts of, you know, debris hitting the space station, but nothing leaving too much of a mark. It says here uh, that uh, one of the debris that came plowed through uh, or plowed a hole into one of the spa station's robotic arms. So it just went straight through. Yikes. Yeah. That's, uh... Wow. I mean, that, if we want to get into that, that's a big problem up in orbit it, with space debris. There's a lot. I think there's actually a picture on the top here. This is a map of all of the space debris around our Earth. And, of course, it looks like it's everywhere, and it's totally saturated, but it's a lot smaller than that. Just all those dots represent a single, a single mapped uh, thing of space debris. But it's a big problem, especially because the more stuff we launch up, the more space debris uh, gets up there. Because it doesn't always work out that we can just send a rocket up there. Like, you know how there's, we do, like, staged rockets. Uh, usually, I think SpaceX does two-stage. Uh, the Saturn V, I believe, is three-stage. But I digress. When <laughs> SpaceX has solved this, SpaceX... Um, I'd actually, their second stage separates from the Dragon capsule, huh? That's what it usually. Does, I think right? I think so. So the second stage, I don't I I don't know if the second stage falls back to Earth. I know the first stage does because it lands on a uh, on a drone freaking robot ship. So that's cool. I like SpaceX. Uh, they're doing some cool stuff. But this whole space debris thing, there's actually actually, if we're speaking on this, Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple. He just uh, created a new company that's going to go up in space and clean up space debris. Or at oh, least that's their really? mission. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've been waiting for something like this for a long time. <laughs> People have been saying it's going to be a problem for a long time. And um, am, I, am I too far away? I might be too far away from There we go. That's so? better. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell because sometimes I'm really loud and sometimes I'm really quiet. So... It's just hard to tell with the earbuds and the headphones. You can't really tell until after the podcast. That's and then true. it's like, oh, okay, well, what do I change? And what did I do last time? So it it's hard to keep track of everything. Well, I guess the best thing for that would just be continue to test and test. Well, yeah, test. what we really need. Oh, geez. That's, see, when it sounds like that, I know I'm too close. My, your mic keeps getting a little bit yeah. peaking. So maybe I just need to be closer and turn the volume down like that how about that does that sound better maybe uh, 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 uh no no let's do farther away and turn up the volume how about that ta-da i don't know i'm a bad producer matthew's a much better producer but anyway what were, what were we talking about oh yeah joe uh switching to was yeah <laughs> Apparently, it was also in clear, like, path of any other satellite in the area, too. <laughs> what are you doing? I am doing yes. Okay. You you look like, um... You look like one of those guys from Star Wars with, like, the... Oh, like, the Lobot? No, no, no. Like, um, the clone troopers that had, like, the things in front of their faces. Yeah, no, it was, like, binocular thingies. Oh. Um, yeah, but that's what you remind me of. Anyway, um, you can take the mask off. I know. It's, I'm, it was. It's a running joke now. It's, it's a gonna, joke. It's gonna be a running joke. Okay. I'm gonna be like this for the rest of the time. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> All right. Well, 
that's pretty much the story there. Do you have anything else you want to add about the Russian satellite test? Yeah, it was, and then you <laughs> said, right, hey, go Cameron. For it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, it says that, uh, it says here that it will remain a problem for quite a long time, right? That's basically what it is all about. Um, and that it's going to be in the way of other satellites around, so they have the to debris. actually make sure that their satellites that they have up there go around the debris. Yeah, they, it it's kind of funny. They you know they test this weapon and then realize after the fact uh, maybe we shouldn't have tested that weapon right there. Yeah, probably <laughs> not a good idea. You know, just like the other stuff with the aircraft carrier. You hear about that, Joe? Oh uh, no. Yeah, so there was an air. I, I I'm not sure if it was Russia or China. I don't remember, but. One of them built a aircraft carrier, U.S. aircraft carrier, like a model of it, and started shooting like missiles and other stuff at it to see where the weaknesses are. That's that's I heard that Whoa. somewhere. Yeah. How did they get like the specs for it? How should I know? I don't know. Russia has spies, right? Russian spy. I guess. Yeah. That's like that's like the uh, the stereotype now. Russian spy, red scare. Is that the stereotype? Who knows. No, the Russian stereotype is vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're banned on on YouTube. Oh, is that brother. how it goes? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know the rules. Nobody knows the rules. That's the point. <laughs> so do I. All right. So, uh, is that all you wanted to add? Yeah. Okay. Well. Would you like to move on to... Shall we? Uh, what do you want to move on to? We can move on to Halo Infinite. We oh. could move on to... Shit, I accidentally closed off the, the page I was on. I closed it off. This well, don't so do that. It's so difficult to maneuver. Yeah, it's a touch screen. Yeah. I was going to ask for like a keyboard, but I think it's on the other one, right? The one outside? Uh, the keyboard on that one doesn't actually work. I can get you a Bluetooth one, but it's under uh, my bed. Got it. Don't worry about it. I can type. Okay, that's good. I wasn't going to worry about it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Question. So, yeah. is this off whenever you're talking? Yes. Okay. Well, if I press the button. Got it. Right now it's on you. Yeah, so it's just either one of us or the other? Yeah. It's not both? Okay. Because yeah. if it's both, we get, like, the stupid echo, echo feedback, yeah, echo and feedback. it's really bad. And that was the first two podcasts we were doing that. And it sounded horrible, and I'm probably going to take them off of Spotify and redo them. Um, which is, actually, that's a great segue. Speaking of redoing the earlier podcast, the first ever podcast I did of this, well, actually, that's not true. It was the second ever. The first ever podcast I did, I did it on a different channel. I didn't have anything dedicated for it. I didn't, you know, I didn't have anything set up. I literally just set up my telescope and looked at the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was fun. We had, like, 21 people at one point yeah, just that was, watching that. that. Was and that was just... Cycle. That was two years ago? That was two. two and a half years ago. Two and a half? Maybe. I thought it was two. Just two. No, Maybe just two, two years. Maybe one and a half, maybe. Because that was after Corona. That was after... Yes, yeah. it was. So this is just the first year after the dismissal of Corona. May, I don't yeah. know. So it's it's gonna be a year and a half, right now. I think we're coming up to coming up to two years once we hit about February. March. Yeah, because it was it was in like February March. Yeah. It was around there when COVID actually. Hit. Wait, isn't isn't that vi the virus thing like banned on YouTube? Oh yeah, don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the, the virus that shall not be named. Yeah, the virus that shall not be named. The Wuhan flu. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what everyone called it at the beginning. And they were right. Anyway, so uh, we'll definitely get banned off of YouTube now. So <laughs> We're streaming on YouTube, yeah? Yes, we are. Yes, well, we are streaming on YouTube. Find it and people report it, right? Uh, it's not no. So there, I think it's just off of an algorithm, and it's just a little robot that goes in and if you if it hears you talk about stuff or if it sees you talk about or if it sees things on the screen that are against its programming, then it'll just uh, demonetize your video first or give you a hard strike if it's programmed to do that. Um, so let's go. Treading on thin ice. Yes. Yes. And since it's just an algorithm, it doesn't care if you're a small or big creator. No. I don't think. But, I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm by no way an expert on YouTube or the algorithm. I don't think many people are. Uh, because YouTube doesn't really generally share any of the information about their rules or um, anything other than vague uh, guidelines, which are up to interpretation. So they can just, you know, do whatever they want. Um, but anyway... That's a completely Watch another segue YouTube guidelines to talk about YouTube about guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised, Cameron. All right. Uh, let's switch back to this. And I'm going to pull up uh, a story oh, about story? a new video game. Oh, oh actually, no. I'm sorry. We were segueing into talking about uh, <laughs> the job, first. I, I, completely, job, I completely pulled a Mr. Rye tangent. Like a Mr. Rye level tangent. Is that Mr. Fatet tangent? No, that Mr. Mr. Rye had uh, bigger Where's tangents. Oh yeah. Fatet? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Oh come Mr. on! If you mention if you mentioned fishing or Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, the whole class I was have gone. I a picture of Mr. Rye where it was like, imagine not fishing, and then slap yourself and never think that again. <laughs> okay. Let me let me. It's very funny. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come back to you on that. Mr. Jacobs. Well, we, we might keep that out of the podcast, Cameron. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, definitely. <laughs> so, we I, I was going to segue into talking about my first ever uh, official podcast episode, which was about the moon. And it was kind of sad. I was just sitting outside by myself in the cold and talking about the moon, and it happened to be cloudy out that day. Oh, so, uh, there, we weren't really looking at the moon too much. Moon, <laughs> it was kind of sad. It, exactly. There was no moon. And uh, I was talking about the moon, and I was going to point out all these cool features on it. Um, and I actually was going to do the same thing tonight, but the moon is not up yet. So I don't think we're going to be doing that tonight because it's already 8.30, or 8.21. But anyway, I digress. Uh, if you want, we can talk about the solar system and the moon and stuff. Because uh, I'm planning on slowly like redoing the, the earlier episodes so that I can repost them on Spotify. I mean, not repost them, just take those old ones off and still have the same information. How do you plan on redoing them? Um, just like with new episodes, just doing the same topics in a better format. I was expecting you to respond to that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we won't show that, though. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're some of our friends and you're watching this, just... Uh, Text Cameron and ask him for it. No. <laughs> Don't text me. Alright. Uh, so, do you want to talk about the solar system? 
or would you like to talk about? What would you like to talk about? Well, we can talk about Halo Infinite. We could talk about the solar system. Yeah, we could talk about, about the formation what, what of the this? universe. What about the solar system, though? What are you going like to talk the formation about? formation of it. The formation of the solar system. Or of the universe. Let's or the universe. universe. Let's talk about the universe, Cameron. The universe? Let's talk about the Big Bang and the meaning of life. And are we alone? And now we're getting copyright striked. <laughs> I'm, I'm God, all about the co copyright strike. What? I'm all about the copyright strike. No, it's only if you actually played the entire song, right? Uh, you'd be surprised. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I, I know so. Because I... There were two... No, three podcasts ago. I got a copyright claim on one of the podcasts. Because uh, we played copyrighted music. Even though there was not music in any of our podcasts ever so uh yeah i don't know what that was <laughs> I, I just muted the whole audio and just moved on with my life and then there was another one that i had to mute the audio because or it automatically muted the audio because it said this audio goes against our community oh, guidelines that's right so i don't think youtube likes me i don't think i don't think youtube likes, likes us like you, joe. Hey, you're probably right yeah just so. like joe huh Joe Mama. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I was on your... Uh, here, do that again. I was like, Joe, more like Joe Mama canceled. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm going to clip that, and I'm going to repost it on YouTube. Oh, no. And literally just out of context. I'm going to have a whole playlist called Out of Context Cameron. Cameron out of context. That would be... The, I, that's going to be good. I'm going to totally do that tomorrow. Or maybe today. Imagine your life without fishing. Then slap yourself and don't do it again. That's going on the thing, too. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> All right. So, what would you like to talk about? The formation of the universe? Uh, uh, I don't know. If you want to, it's all up to you. This is your show, Joe. The Joe Show. The Joe Show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you can start. Start with what, Joe? What would you like me to start with? The formation of the universe, the meaning of everything. Okay, so in the beginning there was nothing. Oh. And then Baba Booey, now there was something. It was called an explosion. And they now call it the Big Bang. And a bunch of different matter and particles and a bunch of different random crap exploded and went everywhere. And then that formed stuff. And then the stuff formed stuff. And then it formed into uh, gas and matter and and liquid and solids and then boom <laughs> obviously um, obviously minus. matter is a lot different than gas and solids you matter joe um and by the way you're a little close to the microphone uh your microphone was off Dang it. <laughs> all right so i i want to know because this is kind of a controversial topic a little bit the formation of the a universe little bit? More um, like a lot of no so Let's talk about this, because, in my opinion, like I obviously people who've watched this show and you obviously know I'm a confirmed Catholic. My personal opinion is that the Big Bang doesn't go against what the Bible says. The Bible says, of course, you know God made the universe in seven days. But it doesn't say exactly how that was. Well, it doesn't say how. It also doesn't. Seven days to God? You really think that's going to be seven days the same it's to people? It's just a metaphor in the first place, anyways. Yeah, and 
and also how old is that uh, first Genesis story? And there's actually two universe creation stories um, in Genesis. It's a collect. Genesis is really just a collection of um, of Israeli like uh, oral traditions yeah. that are that have been written down. So, in my opinion, the Big Bang doesn't really and actually if you really think about it what's the big bang you know a giant explosion of light and energy and matter what did what did god say let there be light so anyway that's my take what about you yes that's actually the same conclusion that i came up with when i was a child oh that that was literally i was just like oh i mean it doesn't say anything in the bible about you know uh the big bang who you know, that's against the laws of God. <laughs> you know, it never says anything like that. So, I mean, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, it, it kind of fits the ball with let there be light. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's fine. So, yeah. I, cool so, I, I remember being in third grade uh, in Miss in Napier's class. Um, anyway, I was in third grade, and there was this um, student teacher that was teaching us about the creation of Mr. the universe. Bandy? No. <laughs> I forget I forget what her name was. But anyway, she was teaching us about the formation of the universe and she was asking everybody how they thought the universe was made and someone who said the Big Bang, somebody said I, well, I actually forget, but somebody said the Big Bang. And I was like I was like, Why didn't any someone say God made it? <laughs> I was just sitting in class, I was like, Should I say something? And I, I actually I didn't say anything because I was uh I, don't, I was more uh, shy and yeah. I was gonna say shy. Um, I was more shy and conscious of what other people thought of me at the time, so I wasn't gonna go like, I think God made the universe, and then because I was because you know the teacher would probably be like, oh okay, yeah we're not gonna put that one, or you know I don't know, I was uh, how old what, what like six seven no eight that's like eight nine. maybe nine eight or nine yeah so. So you got you got six year olds in kinder, seven year olds in first grade. Oh, wait, no, yeah, seven year olds first grade. Well, it depends. It depends uh, if you're born early in the year or late in the year. That's true. So, it it depends. I work at a school. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone tells me they're like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm this age." And they're like, "Oh, I'm six years old." And I'm like, (laughs) "That's cool." Didn't you say you showed them your beard once and they, were, and yeah, they, they were said, oh out my out gosh, you're like 30 years old. <laughs> they <laughs> thought I was 30. Uh, some guy thought I was like 55. I was like, what? I was like, yes, I'm, I'm 55. Uh, you definitely don't look 55. 55. At the most, you look like 26. I'm 55. Good to know, Cameron. Confirmed. You're older than your parents. Yes. <laughs> no, I think my, I think my mom's like... I well, we won't we won't talk about your parents' <laughs> age on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, you get a text from your mom saying, "Cameron, what are you talking about?" <laughs> my mom's my mom's not even uh, home right now. She's gone. That's funny. She's gone for. Well, you don't need to talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> she's gone till a certain time and coming back after. Okay, perfect. She's on vacation. So back to back to what we were talking about. Yes, the long tangent, Mr. Righthead. Oh my gosh, we go on tangents too often in this podcast. This is great. this podcast is going to be very uh, incoherent. It's always incoherent. No, no, no. Uh, the debate we had with Carl last week was yeah, really cool. Yeah, and I wasn't there, so that's why it was coherent. Is <laughs> because I wasn't there. When well, I'm... I tell you what, let's find a topic that we that we disagree on. Um, about space. I don't really have. I just. 
Um, I, I, I'm not like one way or another. I'm just like, you know, I, I listen to everybody's point and try to construct something out of that uh, to make oh an God, understanding dude, take for that everybody. stupid mask off. <laughs> That's driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm over here in like a fancy, in, you know, a Hawaiian shirt with the collar all messed up. And then he's over there with like a freaking ski mask and a beanie on. I'm so excited to go skiing. I want to go skiing very soon. Have you? How often have you been snow skiing? Not in a very long time. I haven't been like probably three or four years. Um, for me, it's been like seven. It's been like seven or eight for me. Oh my! I was so I was a child back then when I <laughs> skied, bro. Have you ever been water skiing? No. Wakeboarding. We were, we were going to. Yeah, like, and, then the and then broke. the boat broke. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know what we should talk about? What? Let's talk about the lunar eclipse that happened on Monday. You know, I wasn't even paying attention, but I did hear there was a lunar eclipse. Yeah, so I actually stayed out. It started at 11 p.m. And I stayed out. It actually, I wasn't, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't, like, too impressive. I was kind of, I kind of was all hyped up about it because it was like, it's never going to happen again for 600 years. But it was cool. I You could see the, the earth eclipse? just, yeah. You could see, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That's why I stayed up for it. So, um, you just totally bumped the, uh. I did. I really Let's didn't. fix that. There yeah, we go. So, <laughs> the lunar eclipse, I stayed up. It was like right overhead, and you could just see the Earth's shadow go. Ooh. I mean, it was slower than that, but you could just see the Earth's shadow oh, slowly okay. cover the moon, and then I didn't watch it go away, but I could imagine you could see it slowly go away the same way it came. Um, I just got up at the right time and watched it cover like half fish of the moon. Yeah, because the so, solar eclipse are the ones that you're not supposed to look at. The solar eclipse are the ones that you aren't supposed to look at, but the lunar yeah. ones are the ones that you can look at because, they, you know, you're not so looking at the So the way it is, the way it is, the lunar eclipse is the Earth covering the moon. The solar eclipse is the moon covering the sun. Yeah. Or covering the Earth. It depends how you look at it. But basically, the reason, and I was actually talking to this with my uncle, the reason you don't have a lunar eclipse every full moon, because that's the only time lunar eclipses can happen, is, is if the moon is full. Because think about it, if the moon's full and it's night, then the sun has to be on the opposite side of the earth to illuminate the moon. And the reason, so the reason it's you can have a full moon and it's not just a constant lunar eclipse is because here's the plane of the solar system, right? You have the sun and then the earth revolving around it. The moon orbits like that. Uh, where's the camera? There's the camera. It's it's angled. So it rotates like this around the plane. And I'm exaggerating the angle here. I think it's only about 13 degrees. But it's enough so that the sun can shine on the moon and provide a full moon without having blocked uh, by the, without being blocked by the earth. So the time when then when there's a full moon, uh, it means I, I forget if the moon the orbit of the moon physically goes down i don't i think it's just at the part where it intersects the plane and then the sun just happens to be on the other side that's why it's so rare i'm pretty sure that's how it works but uh if matthew was here i'd tell him to fact check me but since matthew's not here we're just gonna assume i'm right <laughs> so well if you think about it if you move oh, around sorry if you think about it if you move around the earth at the same time that the lunar eclipse happens on that side because you know the lunar eclipse will because it it's not just in one place, right? The lunar eclipse is for everyone to see. No? No, so the lunar eclipse only covers a certain area because you have to be you have to be able to see the moon. And the so moon the can only be... the only could happen like in Paris, right? 
at a different time and a different place. Um, so your perspective changes it a little bit, but the, the thing is you just have to be able to see the moon. Um, and the reason, you know, some people can't see the moon is because it's either, you know, they're on the other side of the earth where the moon is. So they won't be able to see the eclipse. Well, yeah. That's pretty much but I'm the... I'm saying rotating at the same time as, as the Earth, or as the moon is rotating around the Earth for the lunar eclipse. Huh? Like, okay, so the lunar eclipse is happening, right? Okay. And it's in one spot. Okay. Does the lunar eclipse area move? Yes. Yes. As, so as the Earth rotates and as the, the... Well, the moon orbiting the Earth isn't as fast as that. So as the Earth rotates, you'll be able to see the... It, you'll be able to see it in a different part of the sky. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And so, so you... more other people will be able to see it. So there's there's actually this graph that I saw, and it, it looks like kind of like this, like a sine wave, but then it ends, and then it like starts up again at the end. Uh, here, I'll draw it on the whiteboard. It's like a U with a curly bit at the end. It's like that. Hold on, let me erase my let's go, Brandon. Uh, it's like this, and it's on a map of the Earth like this. So, like, here's America. That was the crappiest drawing ever. Actually, it's supposed to be. Uh, so, yes, yes. here's America. And here's Europe. I'm just trying to draw it fast. And here's the boot. And then there's Africa. Um, that's actually not too bad for... I can actually tell what that is. Anyway, uh, this goes down a little bit more like that. Don't forget about... Australia. Oh yeah, down, here's, land. here's Australia. Land down there's under. Antarctica, North Pole's up there somewhere. But I mean, this is it's like a cross section of the Earth, and then you have a line going down like this, and then everywhere in here you can see the moon. Um, I forget what countries could actually see it. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's more like it's more like that. Um, I don't think Asia could see it. So going back, going back. Hmm. Sorry. Oh yeah, switch. switch go. So yeah. going back to what I was talking about, if you move. Like, at the same time as that lunar eclipse moves through that, you'd be able to see a longer lunar eclipse. Is what I was going to... It was what I was trying to say at, at the beginning. Uh, I no. Mean, well, no, because if... Because everywhere in that section, you'll be able to see, see the lunar at the eclipse time. at the same time. Okay. Um, you won't be able to see it longer unless you're, like, on the very edge and you move to, like, the center. Then I guess you could see it for a little bit longer. It'd be incredible. You'd have to go incredibly. Well, yeah, you'd have to do it in advance, so you could, you just, it's, it's like, you know, if any other astro, astrological phenomena, astronomical, astrological, astronomical, astronomical, astronomical phenomena, you just have to move to wherever it's going to happen, yeah. um, just so you can see it, so, that's, oh, yes. something else to talk about, more, more of, more of the earth than it is the space but the northern lights you oh. were able to see them i think it was last week you could see them from idaho oh that was pretty cool i, I wasn't there? there for it i wasn't oh. there for it but my dad was there oh cool that was when he went to check up on Did the house it? over there i don't think so no <laughs> he went to idaho with the one spot where you could have seen him and then he didn't actually look for him huh? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah whatever uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so, sorry, this is completely <laughs> random. This is completely random. Uh, let me not put my hand. I, oh, I know, this, is, this has been great. The, this is completely random, but since we're talking about the moon, um, do you actually know the current theory of how the moon was formed? Wasn't it a meteor hitting Earth? So this protoplanet, which is, well, okay, let's start over. 
The creation of our solar system. A hot gas condenses and forms the sun. There's all these elements floating around and they're slowly coagulating together. You like that word, coagulating? I love coagulation. Uh, they're coagulating together. Coalescing. Um, no, not <laughs> cuddling. They're coming together. And then they're forming these chunks and then these chunks are hitting other chunks and knocking around and energy's happening. And then... Um, eventually gravity starts taking over and stuff just starts getting attracted to each other and you have you form these things first called protoplanets and these protoplanets are spherical and they have just enough mass to be spherical but they don't have enough mass to be called a planet yet uh, like a like a, a spherical dwarf planet like maybe like the size of Pluto yes let me, let me add on stuff yes it's well hold on uh, can I finish no Okay, I'm going to finish. So, <laughs> so when Earth, eventually these, they get more mass and more mass and collisions and collisions and more mass and more mass. Then you have a proto-Earth, right? And then you have this smaller proto-planet that comes on an intersection uh, course with the Earth, slams into the Earth, comes out the other side because the Earth is still forming, so it's still liquid and solid-ish. So it's still, you know kind of magma-ish, you know, goopy. So it slams into it. Slows There's an explosion. Down. But then it comes out the other side and starts orbiting the Earth. So it, it That's lost, the moon. So, so it speed. lost speed back from... Up, up. That, that was really loud. <laughs> I heard that. So it lost speed from, in like, impacting the Earth. It was an and then, inelastic collision. Yes, yes. And so it slowed down so much that when it exited, it barely had any, uh, any more uh, speed. From its, you know, inertia, and then it started moving around momentum, the Earth. Not inertia. Momentum. Apologies. And then started orbiting around the Earth because it lost all its initial momentum, and then it gained momentum from the gravity of the Earth. Kind of. I mean, that's a that's a really simplified version of it. Yeah. I um, mean, and then also and you do have to agree with all of the particles hitting each other and all that. This uh, f the forming of Earth would take tons and tons billion eons man yes like way too long yeah to so that it's just you know very slowly that it was happening so that that gives me uh an idea of kind of, of a point that i want to make the amount of things that had to go right in order perfectly for right in order for Earth in order to even exist in order for us for well, yeah, the yeah. big bang to happen universes to form well the, yeah the universe to form the big bang to happen matter to be created galaxies galaxies to be created our solar system to be created our sun to be formed the earth the, planets, the earth to the be moon, formed in the exact life spot for life to be for life to be possible to have water and hydrocarbons to make life possible that was probably from you think that was from the to moon have you think the moon so hold on i'm not done to have <laughs> the moon have such a perfect orbit around us that it spins at the same speed that it rotates. So one year on the moon is one day on the moon. So which means that the face of the moon always faces, it always yeah. faces the same face of the earth. Or sorry, the same face of the moon always faces the earth because it spins at the same time like this. The amount of coincidences, at, at what point do you say, maybe this isn't a coincidence anymore? Maybe there's some sort of divine intervention, you know? Yeah. Like, the amount of things that had to go right 
you're talking about like point zero 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 one percent chance. No, no, it's it's probably like less. A quintillion. Yeah. Quintillion. It's zero. It's ridiculous. the The chances that everything would have gone perfect right here. Uh, let me let me intrude here too. Of, of just give me one thing. second. I'm almost done. So either so this is this is the point that I want to get at. Either the chances of life to exist are so infinitesimally small. And we are so super lucky that I mean I mean I wouldn't call it lucky. There there must be divine intervention, or we should see life on every single planet. And we don't see life on every single planet. This well, we is, haven't been able to. This see is a really this planet. is a really simplified argument, and there's definitely counter arguments you could make to it. But for for the sake of argument, let me give a counter argument out of that. Okay. Yeah. For the sake of argument, you know the amount of things that had to go right in order for us to and as far as we know we are the only sentient life that we know of you know we haven't found any evidence of sentient life anywhere else in the universe and we've been looking and we've been listening and we haven't found any evidence yet we found evidence of you know like bacterium and uh, like microbial life forms maybe on venus or photosynthetic stuff on venus we talked about that but, but there's other processes that could have uh, made that but anyway cameron has a counter argument yeah, so uh, okay. the the first kind of thing that I would say for the life on other planets, I mean, so for in order for radio signals, radio signals travel a lot less. They they travel slower than light, right? They don't. I thought that, that was light travels at c in a vacuum. C is the speed of light, and it is a nine times ten to the power of eight, or three times ten to the power of eight. Three times ten to the power of eight. Uh, all light travels oh, at that same speed, you're right, you're right. except right. unless it's going through a medium. In a vacuum, it always travels at C. Uh, in a medium, it refracts, and so it doesn't actually travel slower. It just takes a longer path. It always travels at C, but the time it takes for light to travel depends on what medium it's going through. Just because if it's going through a certain medium, it'll collide with stuff and bounce around, and it'll take a longer path. But then what about, like, radio signals or, like, signals? What about radio signals? Radio was... is light. Well, yeah. Yes. What, were you, what was your point? So I, I was basically just trying to explain that uh, for light to, like, reach from other stars, right, it takes thousands of years for it to reach us. A... Not thousands. Sorry. I, I, it it, it, it takes just... thousands of light years. Which is the amount of time? Or, or wait, that was really dumb that I yeah, just said. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not time. <laughs> it Yours takes. Not it time. takes. Well, it depends how far away. Like, let's say the closest, the closest habitable system to us, Proxima Centauri, uh, or theoretically habitable to us, Proxima Centauri. It's what one point two billion light years away, which means it takes one point two billion years to the, for the light to reach us. So yeah, to your point that so, you're making, my point life could be everywhere, and yeah. we can't know about it because light takes so long to travel towards us. And to which is possible, it's very and, possible. And to explain that there could, to another counter argument could be, uh, you know that picture that we took from the Hubble, the Hubble, what was it, the Hubble Space, Hubble Telescope? Space Telescope, right? It was like a very small window of area, right? That it took a picture, and you just saw hundreds of galaxies there, millions, millions. And my point is, well, if that's in a small window, imagine what's all around us, right? Oh, There's tons and tons of galaxies all around us. Uh, and, you know, there there most likely will be at least a little bit of life that actually existed, at least for a little bit, and then deceased, who knows, or is growing at this moment, and we have no idea. And, you know, it just, 
life keeps on developing, developing universes, worlds, galaxies. It all develops. You know, the universe is ever expand, expanding. So my point is that, you know, with, you know, the universe being ever expanding, um, you know, so is life. So that's interesting you bring that up because that's exactly what we were arguing or debating uh, last week with Carl is why, you know, we haven't seen any evidence of life or sentient life. We haven't seen any evidence of, uh, or we haven't contacted any aliens. We don't know of any alien. you know. Are we alone? Are there aliens out there? You know, uh, stuff like that. And my argu- my always, my go-to argument with that is the grabby aliens or the great filter uh, by Fermi. And he uh, proposes that there's, the, there's these hard steps that uh, like the formation of self-replicating molecules uh, single-celled organisms, multicellular organisms, sexual reproduction, uh, like the, these hard steps that an uh, organism has to take in order to um, develop, well, in order to develop and um, turn into, like, full-fledged life. And evolve. And evolve and stuff. Well, not evolve, uh, but, like, turn into full-fledged life and be able to be spacefaring and all these other stuff. And the longer, you know, the more hard steps that there are, the less likely it is for that life to actually exist. So the fact that there's so much of it here on Earth is kind of special. Yeah. And, um, and another thing that I would like to add um, for for the Bible when it says, like, you know, it took a week for the universe to yeah. exist, um, just, you know, uh, that's just an understanding for humans to understand, like, you know, everything. Because, you know... It's the word of God as understood by man. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Yeah, and, and really, what's a week for God? Exa- well, I mean... That, that also, like... God's understanding compared to human life is just so astronomically different. If you think about it, if there was, you know, divine intervention and all that, like, well, that existence, exactly, that existence of divineness, uh, you know, its understanding of the world, the universe, life, existence is so much different from what we are right now because... Yeah, as, as much as we... Oh, hold on, I guess what you mean... <laughs> As much as we uh, purport to know so much about our universe, we've barely scratched the surface. We, um, as much as we wish we could know everything, and you know, we have this great hunger for knowledge to know and understand the world around us, which is fantastic. And I, I love, I love the pursuit of knowledge, and um, you know, I, I love physics. Physics is a passion of mine. But you know, we can't ever know everything. We can't, we can't be like gods, and... We may have a limited amount of storage in our brain. Well, that, that too, but I wouldn't even want to know everything. How could you know everything? That sounds kind of boring in my opinion, just knowing everything. Because if you know everything, then, like, what's the point, you know? There's not really any point to anything. Oh, sorry, I just, like, totally switched <laughs> to you a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, but, that, um, that's, that's so I guess... The uh, the argument. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, and that that's the difference between us and like divine existence as well is that they they strive to do you know have knowledge and all that stuff. I kind of went straight off. The, I, I, think think, lo- I think you I think you lost your I train lost, of thought I there. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, you like started saying what I was saying about people. Yeah, no, but like what it is like humans and God like. We are, our brains are very big. The brain's very big, big, <laughs> big knowledgeable, complex. Can, complex, thank you. 
um, and can store a lot of different information. However, we can't have all the information because we have a limit, limited amount of storage. However, if, if this divine existence has... Well, it doesn't have a brain, egg. Well, it not, doesn't have... It can be organic. Well, it's not... I mean, who knows, right? I, I, I personally don't think God is organic. I mean... I think God is the universe. I mean, it could be. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know everything. We can't know everything. Exactly. It's impossible. So we, the we, try, mystery to, of we try to portray it in image in our brain to kind of understand what this existence is that allowed us to happen. To be. To yeah. be. Yes, exactly. So just us trying to understand that is like, you know, it puts an image in our brain and it try to make us understand and yeah. I think the best explanation that the Bible has to offer is when uh, God speaks to Moses and Mo and he gives Moses the answer of who who are you? I am who am. You know, God is who is. God is that is. God is what is. Um, that's probably the He's best the explanation that exists. No. <laughs> he is who is. He is what is. He is He is the yeah, answer. He, he is. He, he is. I mean, he just you know, is, right? <laughs> I yeah, that's the probably the best explanation yes. that we that you could have. So, anyway, we went on a t oh, <laughs> long it, tangent that was, there. Wait, that was really long. What time is it right now? Uh, it's it's almost it, yeah. It's almost nine o'clock. Uh, you want to go until nine or nine thirty? Uh, whatever you want, Jeff. Okay. Well, I don't care. Usually we'll go to like nine fifteen unless there's like chats, in which case we'll go so, longer. But I don't. I haven't been paying attention to the chat. We've kind uh, of holy cow uh let's see here we have well you know what? we'll go to chats uh keep leaving your message in the chats and we will we will go to chats in eight minutes so um go go to chat go to i lost my train of thought chat in the chat and we will go over your chats in the chat in eight minutes and Cameron if you could blast that out on the socials and tell everybody you know we're taking chats in eight minutes no <laughs> uh, well too bad you're my Matthew replacement today perfect tell Matthew to do it since he's not here all right oh, Matthew. so uh, you know what I, I realized we didn't actually do an intro so I'm gonna do the intro now um, this is the AstroCast Live, uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in. My name is Joseph Sees. I'm here with Cameron Bauman. Um, hit that like button. And hold on, I'm going to bring up the ads. Hit, hit the like button and subscribe uh, so that we can make the YouTube algorithm. What? Yeah, so just to make the YouTube algorithm, um, you know, uh, apply us into all of, like, YouTube and so more people can see it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. Exactly. <laughs> and you can find me uh, on Instagram at joe.seesall. Uh, and you can find us here on YouTube. And you can find us everywhere you uh, you find your podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, or, sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, whatever. Just You just search under AstroCast, or The AstroCast, rather. And uh, we're pretty much there every time. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I completely forgot to do that at the beginning. And... Uh, yeah, hit that like button, the notification bell, so you don't miss another episode of the AstroCast Live. And that is enough self-promotion. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> uh, so we we were we were just talking about you know the universe, creation, the existence, 
Um, now let's talk about, let's just flip it entirely and talk about video games. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, let's talk about Halo for uh, five minutes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. what was your, what was your opinion? We played Halo last night. We did. What we was did. your opinion on the gameplay? Um, in my opinion, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. I was kind of frustrated with the aim assist. You can turn that off. I know I can turn it off, but at the same time, like, if you have it off and you just potato him, it's, like, even worse. <laughs> it's even worse. So you're complaining that you're bad. Yes, I'm complaining that I'm bad because I haven't really played Halo before. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to be as competitive as I can without being competitive at all. You weren't, you weren't doing too bad. And until until the last game when I got last place. Because <laughs> people kept on running me over. Dude, that was so funny last night. I I got in a warthog. Uh, for those of you who oh don't play Halo, God. for those Not of you who this. don't play Halo, it's basically a jeep and it has a seat for the driver, a seat for the passenger, and a big old turret in the back for you know, machining other players down. So I get in this warthog. Cameron gets in the turret. Matthew gets in the uh, passenger seat. Dies. And no, Matthew doesn't die. Does he get off? He no, no, no. Jumps off. No, 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 no. So we get in the warthog. And, you know, I'm just going along, and then I, a one of our teammates just walks in front of us, and I run him over, oh, and then yeah. I go inside, like, one of the buildings, and I, you know, I'm just, like, zoom inside, and I was like, oh, I ran over two more people. So, I ended that match with negative, like, 500 points, which was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, I don't pretty know epic. how you decided to just run into the building. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. Well, I didn't me, mean to. Let they me were talk just about there. something debatable uh, with Joe. So another time when we were in that warthog, uh, it was just me and Joe. We were trying to get we were trying to get Matthew in there, but he didn't really want to join us. No, <laughs> uh, he didn't really want to join us. Uh, so we were just running around. I was trying to shoot, and then a bad guy jumps into the <laughs> warthog. Oh no! And no, so no. so I can't shoot him on the turret, right? Um, so I jump off to try to shoot him. And he swaps to the turret and tries to start shooting me. And Joe just keeps on going back and forth. Because he was trying to kill you. I don't know what to do. I told him to stand still. I told him to stand if, still. If I would have stood, if I would have stood still, then the guy would have killed it. you. I had it. I had it. I could have. I could have killed him <laughs> if you just waited. I told you to wait. And you kept on moving, and I, I was just like, I'm just bad. You just. I, I'm just better at the game, Cameron. I guess so. I guess so. You know, this man has. Uh, hours and hours on halo and I, I have like three you know i probably have in total in that game probably about an hour well on halo infinite yeah we had no you have more time than me because i no no we played the same amount did yep. you play after i left did you play halo uh we played maybe for like 15 minutes yeah okay so you have 15 minutes more experience <laughs> than me other than the time when uh before i joined yeah so yeah, and I, I have like two hours and you have like one. Or no, I, I have like four and you have like three. Probably more yeah, like. So Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, what you were saying. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, great game, I think. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it's probably not for me. I don't really like those types of Halo games. I don't know, I don't really like Halo that much. What do you think of the armor customization? Uh, yes, yeah, so I wasn't able to armor customize because each time that Joe started a game, it wouldn't let me equip an armor piece. So I couldn't really do anything. Uh, oh, that was fun. Also, we were just shaming Cameron in the chat because he didn't customize his I was, armor. I was just I, I was just in gray the entire time. I, I had the I had the newbie armor. Um, but on that note, talking about Halo, uh, the only thing that I really liked was the cust like customizing maps where you could build your own map. Oh, Forge, yeah. Yeah, Forge. They're, that I so, see Workshop a lot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
So Forge is coming out with the campaign. I can't wait for Forge. Yeah. I we we we're, we're gonna play Forge a lot, um, especially since I think they're gonna have like broadswords and frigates and stuff in it. Broadswords. Broadswords. Like broadswords or. No, like the planes, like the. Oh oh oh. Like Those broadswords. The fighter jets. Oh, the fighter jets, not the, the space, space fighter. No, the space oh, the fighter space jets. Oh, the space that. fighter jets. Uh, I'm really good at piloting. Re those. Remember the map that we had where I hid this? In the, the yes. Jet, yes. And you could get onto it and just mow down everything. That's a broadsword. And you could just spawn camping. It's funny. Yes. So, um, talking about Halo Infinite, I I can't wait for the campaign. You like your. I like this. I like see the. I like the story of Halo. I like the lore behind it. Um, it's, I mean, that's just my thing. I like Halo. I like the story. I like the custom. I, I like, I love the armor customization. I love Forge. Um, multiplayer is okay, but really the meat, the cherry on top for me, I, I gotta have the campaign. That's number one for me. And I, I really, it really grinds my gears that they didn't have split screen in Halo 5. They didn't? Nope. Damn. They didn't have. They took. They took out split screen and everything for Halo Five. Cause you're like, oh, we can just play well, on have... Xbox Live. Do, do, do. Yeah, you yeah. can play Xbox Live. That's what it was. But they have split screen now in Infinite. Yep. Let's go. Up to four oh, people. Yeah, that's right, cause we played. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that the the time we played it, we were playing the the beta. The, no, the the alpha or the pre beta. Yeah. Pre -beta, pre -beta, pre beta or maybe it's alpha. I don't know. Something oh, it's like that. Pre beta because you got the uh, the insider. In insider, yeah. Or the Halo Waypoint. Whatever. It was it was inside Halo Insider. Yeah, whatever whatever it's saying. called. But um, so that was a glitch that we found of how to do uh, split screen, because they weren't actually doing it in that uh, program, but somebody found uh, a way to actually do it with some funky stuff. Uh, so we did that, and that was pretty fun. I love Zip. Oh, at that time there was no execution. Is there execution now? No, I don't know execution. if they're going to add that. That was only a Halo 4 thing. I really liked Executions. I loved those. Those were great. Oh, no. They had that in all the other Halos. No, I'm wrong. I, I wonder if they're going to add that. I bet they're going to add that. If they don't add that, that's going to be like a big minus point, right? For you? Yeah, big minus point for me, definitely. I never used Executions because I wasn't ever good enough. I, I mean, I remember when we played, it was you against me with bots we had teams, and I snuck behind you, and I tried doing an execution. It didn't let me, it and I was just like, me. what the heck? It just, killed me, yeah. it just yeah, killed I, me, and I was like, oh. I tell you what, though. You're better at Halo than I am. Yeah? Yeah, I suck at Halo. I'm, I'm, oh, jeez, what's going on? There we go. Sorry, the OBS was freaking out. Like usual. I am so bad at Halo. Um, the only ones I'm good at are the energy sword ones. Oh, I love no, energy swords. Sorry, energy sword ones and the fighter, the fighter can, pilot ones. You can ones. beat me at energy sword because I don't know how oh, to use them. Any day, I, I I'm I'm good swords. at energy swords, and I'm good at flying the planes. I am not good at anything else. <laughs> so on the note of games with yeah. weapons, uh, you recently installed Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I suck at that game too. I uh, I'm just not but, good at video games. But you you can't you can't say that you don't like it because it's really funny when you team kill. <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I will grant you that. But however, comma. Uh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, you like it. You it's like I. It. Uh, you I don't like defending. I don't like defending. Defending is so difficult. I like attacking so better. You just gotta you gotta kind of understand the different styles of gameplay within defending. That took me quite a long time to figure out myself. Uh, you know, I was. 
I was kind of just it's called anchoring when you stay an objective and you just sit there all game and that was just way too boring for me i was like you know what i like running around the map and trying to spawn peek and trying to get around to the enemies so a really good character for that which is what you chose caviera that was a really good roaming character but what you used caviera for was you ran out of objective and went into a different i didn't mean to do that i didn't mean to do that i pressed I the wrong button oh. and then so what what happened i what, what happened what he's referring to is, so in Rainbow Six Siege, there's an inside and an outside. If you're the defender, you're inside. And uh, if you go outside, it tells everybody where you are, and you immediately die, pretty much. Uh, so me being, you know, the best ever at every single video game, uh, decides I'm going to go up to one of these uh, doors and press the wrong button and fly out of the door and immediately get headshot. So I'm not good at well, I'm just even, I'm not, not, I'm not good at video that. games, man. Not, not even just that. I, I was just talking about where you would run, you'd get Caviera, you'd go out of objective, put a barricade, and then oh, run yeah. into a different oh, area yeah. and barricade uh -huh. yourself inside of the area. I am just That's the best at putting up barricades because it gives me points. Yes. So you love XP, uh, uh, point farming. Uh, but So just a, just a suggestion for Caviera. Uh, the best thing is her ability, which makes you go silent so that people can't sound whore you. Um which is what it's called, it's called sand harding, where they just put on their best headsets and listen for any slight noise. And if they hear anything, they'll know exactly where you are, and they'll go through the wall. Yeah, you know see, that? the, that's probably why I'm bad at all the video games, is because I'd never hear them, because I'm just listening on my TV volume. Yeah. And you're too close to the mic, by the way, just so, to let you know. Oh, you're like fine. Peaking? What? Yeah, was probably. Was probably um, so we're going to go to the chats now. Um, Josh has been absolutely uh, lighting up the chat like usual. Uh, he's our mo he's our most valuable uh, he's our MVC most valuable chatter. Um, As in Josh from like, Joshua Brust, yeah. Yo, hey Josh, Josh, we gotta hang out, man. <laughs> I said that he, dude. I don't think I told you, but when I was going to work one day, he just kind of pulled up next to me. Oh, he kind of just pulled up next to me. I was like, Yo, what's up? And I was like. Who's this? I was like, oh, wait, that's Josh. What's up, dude? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we're going to go to the chats now. So, uh, Khalil Berry says, love the beard, C's. Thank you. Um, I read that, Boone, because I like my goatee. Uh, anyway. Joshua B says, but, Joe, we have made contact with the aliens. The lizard people are among us. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is correct. Mark Zuckerberg is indeed a reptilian overlord from the center of the earth. <laughs> anyway um clone trooper 2.0 says let taiwan perish <laughs> okay interesting matthew uh joshua b says uh a lot of things hold on joshua b says what do you think about wartime during our generation better or worse than cold war cameron i'll let you take this one. Oh boy that's a can of worms yeah uh, sure is so what do i think about war so, so I th yeah, what do you think about wartime during our generation better or worse than the cold war so i'm not sure what you mean by better or worse but i'm gonna take it in like the aspect of it being uh like dangerous in a sense like like scarier you know that type of stuff as better and as worse being like it's more peaceful um what no worse is worse is you have that opposite better would be peaceful we don't want war well i can't yeah okay whatever but what i meant <laughs> what i meant 
was as in one being a negative connotation and one being a positive connotation. And yeah. so I believe it would probably be more of a negative because there are a lot of different things that are affecting us. And you might just giving me the face. Cold War was worse, but I don't know. No, that's not the face I'm giving you. The face I'm I just don't I just generally don't, don't know what uh, you're saying. Well, he's talking I, about Cold War compared yeah, so to what it here, is now. So here's my two I'm cents. Saying... Here's my no, not what it is now. So he's saying about wartime during. So I believe what during he's saying. Generation. And correct me if I'm wrong. He's saying like he's talking about World War Three. Yeah, that's because what I, was, I was trying okay. to get. I was trying to get into that. So, so I mean, how do you, I think it's. I, we've had this conversation a few times. I don't know if Lots we've done it on times. the podcast. No, not on the podcast. Um, but we've talked about you know how we think World War Three is going to start, um, because in my opinion, my humble opinion, I'm not a prophet, uh, but in my humble opinion, I think that there's going to be some major conflict in about ten years, and around it's 10. either yeah around about ten years from today, from today. to ten years. Um, and my whole thing was, I think that it's either going to be started by in the invasion of Taiwan, or the crash of the U.S. dollar, or a United States civil war, or um, something along those lines. It was, it was I think the right? oil yeah, oh, and then oil in the Middle East. I, I don't I don't I don't think that one's likely. That was, that was Matthews, right? Uh, I think that, that was what Matthews. Yeah, had. yeah. This oil. But I. Hmm. I, I I don't know if it'll be better or worse, because there's, because here's the thing, we know we're not gonna use nukes because of mutually assured destruction, so we don't I, except for North Korea because they're crazy, so. Mad. <laughs> I don't think we'll have to worry about nukes too much. Crossing my fingers. I'm that's kind of me as an optimist. Who knows? The problem is what we're gonna have to worry about, which is different than the Cold War. We have to worry about our power grids on the internet, our water grid is on the internet, our sewage systems on the internet, our transportation system tied to the internet, our supermarkets. Where do they get their food? Well, they have to have it transported there. And that that I mean, if the internet goes down, or if the power goes out, we don't have banking, we don't have water, we don't have food. That's what we have to worry about. That's what we have to worry about in our generation for this fifth generation of warfare. In addition to the massive amount of propaganda that the internet allows tons of countries to do or to enact, it's that's what we have to worry about is this fifth generation of warfare, cyber warfare. Um, that's why I've always been an adamant supporter of, or an adamant not supporter, I guess you could say, I don't want the internet in my car. I don't want the internet in my house. I mean, not like I don't want the internet to control the locks on my house, the lights in my house, the power in my house. Which I guess that the power in my house is already controlled by the internet because our grid is controlled by the internet. So it's just putting everything, including our critical infrastructure, onto the internet means it is exposed to everyone in the world everyone we don't know who everyone in the world is and i don't care how many firewalls vpns whatever you use there is no such thing as a secure vault in real life or on the internet that's my two cents that's what we have to worry about uh is you know our infrastructure crumbling because somebody hits the power button 
So. The Xbox Powerbomb. Do-do-do. <laughs> Thank you for your input, Cameron. All right. Joshua B says, this is a good one, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this one to you, Cameron. Should the government oh, regulate... Oh, hey, there's a moth in here. He's flying around me. Oh, can I get that on camera? Is he around me? What is he doing? I don't know. Where'd he go? I don't know. Where did he go? Okay, anyway. Oh, here. Oh. <laughs> Cameron's just freaking out because there's a moth flying around him. I'm not freaking out. Him. I'm trying to look at it. All right, so Joshua B says, should the government regulate artificial intelligence now or later? Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> Joshua B says, should the U.S. government regulate artificial intelligence now or later? Well, I wouldn't put too much trust into the U.S. government. I yeah. don't think I ever will. Um, just because that they're way too controlling about everything. doesn't matter what side you're on, left, right, up, down, diagonal. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. The government always tries to gain power, right? That's what governments do. That's what governments do. Um, so giving them more power is kind of just, you know, going against everything about freedom that we have. Um, but also... But also, <laughs> uh, I told him he's too close to the microphone. He just leans back in his chair. I'm trying. I'm trying to find this spot. Good. Right you think right there? Yeah, that's probably good. Um, but for them to regulate artificial intelligence, um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a gray area for me. You know, like control a little bit, but not control too much, because you know, there's a lot of things that you know. If if they deny us of that, then, you know, we it'll deny, like, the amount of stuff that we can produce. But at the same time, you know, if we produce, uh, we could produce something very dangerous with it. So, you know. So do you think artificial intelligence, well, first of all, do you think that we will be able to produce sentient artificial intelligence? Not, I would, I would say, like, not any time soon. And when, I mean, anytime soon, I mean, like, you know, the next five years, ten years. And the reason behind that, I that I say, you know, not in the near future, is because humans have been able to attain, obtain the impossible before. People said that going to space was impossible. But now look at us, we're sending uh, Elon Musk to space or whatever. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, yeah. But Elon Richard Musk Branson. will very soon go to space William probably Jackson. as well. All these people are going to space just for tours, you know? So, I mean, you know, if we're going to be doing that, then, you know, creating sentient AI is probably not that far off, uh, you know, of, like, the crazy. So, I completely disagree, Cameron. Ooh. And for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, probably already know my stance on this. I don't think it is possible to reach the technological singularity where artificial intelligence starts out-competing... Uh, people, oh, no, I that's, that's, no, I don't okay. think it is possible. Well, that's so. What I mean, but the the singularity, technological singularity, means we, you know we create a sentient AI. We create a separate sentient being that knows it it exists, and it questions why it exists, and it knows it is separate from um, it its creator, knowledge. its hardware. It's it. The problem is for me, how do we determine? Determine that it it's the actual the, the program well. is sentient the hardware is sent you know 
how do we determine that it's sentient? Because, you know, we used to have this thing called the Turing test, which, mm. um, which was created so that we could determine, you know, if artificial intelligence could, surpa- or could uh, be passable as a human, which used to be the standard for creating artificial, artificial intelligence. But we have so far surpassed the Turing test. It's been um, passed so many times. But we don't consider those artificial intelligence programs that have passed the Turing test to be sentient because they are just programmed in a way to pass the Turing test. Mm-hmm. They're just programmed to sound human, to mimic humans. It doesn't mean that they're sentient. It just means that they were programmed to answer the right questions. To add on, I want to add on top of that as well. Uh, the amount of like data that you would need to have, like open-ended data, in order for it to be stored would have to be just like the human brain too like it would have to be able to process things and you know sentient organisms right uh we're really what's this oh you were scratching yourself (laughs) i thought you were telling me something i was (laughs) like what i can't hear you you want me to uh but yeah so so far we're really like the only ones that are sentient uh i I, in terms of sentience i believe um it depends on your definition. Yes, that's true. But humans definitely are. We are we are aware of our existence. I believe elephants are. I believe dolphins are. And I think it again it depends on your definition, but I think I think dogs and some monkeys are monkeys definitely. It depends again, it depends on your definition. And um I, I, it really just depends on your definition, but I know for I know for certain dolphins, elephants, and people um, are the smartest uh, on the uh, the smartest mammals or the smartest um, beings in beings on Earth. On the Earth. Um, it goes people, elephants, dolphins. I do believe, uh, and again, it depends on your metrics, depends on your definitions, depends on your assumptions, um, and everything like that. But back to artificial intelligence. Yes, going back to it. I don't think see there's there's a difference between computers and people and there's there's a few differences uh, the first being okay. that computers you know just like just like us computers they operate on electrical signals and they have a hardware and they have a software um, their programming per se you know it's a mix of it's a software but that's it's kind of programmed into the hardware so it tells so the software in the hardware tells the, the hardware what to do it's kind of a gray area that's what I think that's why they call it firmware but I digress computers operate in binary ones and zeros people we operate uh, just strictly in our brains we operate not only on electrical signals on chemical signals and on it's it's a very complex and um, not very well understood system of how the human brain works chemically And that's that's a big difference between, um, you know, computers and people. We have chemical signals in our brain in addition to um, electrical. You know, we have the endocrine system, these hormones, and that's that's a big difference. Uh, Yes. But that doesn't mean if we just make computers operate on chemical signals too that they can become sentient. No, no. Because, I mean, again, I'm a confirmed Catholic, and so... I, I believe that we have a soul and computers do not have a soul and 
the reason we have a soul is because we were created in the image of God, and God has given us a soul. The problem with that is I don't think we can give a soul to a computer. So if there was, I, I just don't think it's physically possible to create a sentient artificial intelligence. Uh, <laughs> Edward Solideo just commented, why does our human brain work the way it does? And yes, it does. I don't think anyone on the face of this earth can answer that question, Edward. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone can. No. It just works. Oh, okay. Cameron says it just works. Sorry, I was, just on, works. I was on there. It just works. Uh, but something to add on to the uh, my my kind of explaining about why why I said you know like in the coming years it's not going to be soon but it will happen. Uh, the reason why I said that was because we're still learning, we're still gaining information. If we you know if we under if we start understanding the brain, we will be able to mimic that onto other things as well. So that's why I'm saying like that. And like what what do, what do you think about like organic matter uh, meshing with uh, cybernet like cybernetic? So, so, I think it's really cool, but the problem is, people have this weird fascination of, they want to connect it to the internet. Why would you connect your brain to the internet? Well, no, I'm saying the reverse. Connecting, uh... Connecting, like, organic matter that has yeah. nothing to do with, like, a soul, or, oh, and I connecting it, and using that in order to create a sentient being that's see Heresy. <laughs> i have i have i have two sides of me uh saying one side saying that is so freaking cool and i wonder what would happen and then i have another side saying people shouldn't play god yeah exactly that's what i'm like people so that's why i said heresy, <laughs> heresy. the the thing about organics is we don't really know how life started we have ideas we, you know, but we don't really know how life came to be to where we we have sentience. And if we just start messing around with organic things and, you know, just put them in computers, put them in... I mean, we've already done that. Um, I don't think... I I would be fine with it if it is not, like, if, if it's just, like, single-celled organisms. You know, like, it's, I... It's just weird, and it's a gray area, and, I mean, nothing in life is black and white. Yeah. But it's just, there's something about it that doesn't sit right with me. I think it doesn't sit right with all of us. I mean, I, I, I when I said that, I, it didn't feel right with me either. But <laughs> I, I mean, it was a thought that came into my mind. I was like, you know, I have to say it. Yeah. But, yeah. Even with me, I'm just like, I don't want to play God, bro. Yeah. It's like, who, who are you, I mean... The way that we, <laughs> Edward says, philosophical talks are great, and yes, they are. We're not even on drugs. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. No, so, I, honestly, um, I was having this conversation. This is a total tangent, and I, I'll, I'll be quick. I was having this conversation with someone, I forget who, saying, you know, oh, I love, I love uh, smoking weed and then having philosophical conversations, or I love getting drunk and then having philosophical conversations. It's like, who needs to do weed and get drunk to have philosophical conversations and i i guess i'm just you high just on life tired. but i'm not tired, tired. i'm into tired. this stuff man like a lot of time i say philosophical things when i'm very tired <laughs> are I say you very like, tired right now i have to say i am not very tired but i'm not not tired i think it's that mask it's messing with your brain 
it's gotta be the mat no no it's it's, it's gotta be the beanie the beanie. the beanie we're gonna get banned off of youtube because the robot's gonna take that out of context and think i'm talking about covid masks <laughs> you said the word so uh going back to i the way that god has given us to create life is intercourse and you know that that's the way that humans can create life well that's all organisms yeah but specifically humans that's the way that humans can create life and it just doesn't sit right with me to say we're going to create life of our own outside of the normal life cycle well outside outside of um what we're supposed to do you know i mean i don't know I'd, i'll have to give that one more thought i mean you get a, a donkey and a horse and you make a mule well, that, that's, a, that's a lot different. <laughs> that's that's called selective breeding. Uh, or, yeah, selective breeding. And that's that, that's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> so, Edward says, why go into a phys- philosophical talk with your brain working at 50% capacity? And I'm going to stop you right there. That is a complete myth that the uh, human brain doesn't operate at full capacity or at 100%. You only use 10% of your brain. It's like you don't use 10% of the processor in your computer or I mean you don't use 100% of the processor in your computer. That's called overclocking it. You really want to overclock your brain. I mean granted that's just an analogy and that's wrong too. Like it, the whole thing you only use 10% of your brain is a complete it's been debunked several times. I'm not even going to get into it. It's, it's just wrong completely wrong I, I think what he means 50% of my brain is what I'm tired I oh, think that's what okay. he meant it's something entirely different I, I, I thought he was talking about like uh, no, being I, under I, the influence of drugs yeah see that's what he's talking about oh, no nah, I mean like doing drugs yeah okay so no, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a Joe Rogan uh, kind of guy Seth I'm not Rogan. a uh, Joe Rogan not <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogan. Rogan Joe Rogan he's Seth the guy Rogan. no Joe Rogan's the guy who has the Rogan the, uh, the Joe Rogan show and he, you know, smokes Seth weed Rogan. and then talks about philosophical stuff or whatever. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. Wait a second. You're both named Joe. Oh my gosh, it's a conspiracy! And I have the same name as the sitting president of the United States. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Doing drugs. Uh, um. So Edward Solideo says doing drugs with going into a talk would slow you down. Um. I think it would just make you slur your words. For me, I I'm never I'm I'm never ever going to do drugs, because why I I don't I well why would I want to I I'm perfectly fine sitting right here. No, we're not doing a Cameron says. We're not doing Cameron says. No, you're I'm muting your mic. Don't do drugs. Go to school. Um, no, but good good thing. The whole thing, like, you know, you 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 hear Joe Rogan and um, uh, what's his name? Alex, not Alex. Um. Infowars, what's the guy? Um, what's the guy's name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, um, you know, all these people taking DMT and they they see the interdimensional beings and they're trying to plot to take over the universe and everyone who goes there and they tell them to kill their sister or whatever. You know, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and the, the atrazine's turning the frogs gay. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a, uh, kind of a guy who uh, believes in all that crap. Granted, Alex Jones has said a lot that is uh, turned out to be correct, but 
I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not that kind of guy. If I'm going to talk about philosoph philosophical things, then I'm going to talk about philosophical things. Um, so what Cameron says is, uh, don't do drugs, go to school. Okay. Cameron says. Thank you, Cameron. All right. Well, we're going to, uh, what do we got here? I mean, Joshua B. says, could we make a wormhole? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not we can't. Not yet, at least. Uh, so to make a wormhole, you need an insane amount of energy. Well, that's for a lot of things in that um, kind of area. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an astrophysicist. Uh, I know a little bit about the topics. We have particle accelerators, right? Yes, we do. Uh, like Same. the Large Hadron Collider in CERN, uh, Switzerland. Or in, it's also in like Geneva a little bit. It's on the border. Anyway. Yeah, the particle accelerator. Mm, excuse me. That requires a lot of energy too. Yeah, but not, not no, dude. Not not the astronaut. You're talking about like on the scales the of like petajoules, like or probably more than that, man. Like, dude, a wormhole. The, you're talking about physically bending space-time space. to your will. Which sounds awesome. The only thing that we know that can do that is gravity. Gravity is the only thing that transcends dimensions, which we can get into a whole nother philosophical co uh, conversation about, uh, you know, dimensions and gravity and time, space-time. But space-time is three-dimensional. You can think of it as a fabric, right? Um, yeah. So the, the the weird thing about this, and Interstellar does a pretty good job about this. Uh, granted, they're wrong in a few things, but it, it, they do a pretty good job about this, explaining the wormholes. Um, a wormhole, it's it's really hard to imagine because, you know, when you have the paper demonstration where you draw, like, a thing, oh, I want to go from here to here, but I can't, it's too far, and so I'm going to fold the paper and punch a thing through the hole. Um, you know, that's all well and good. That explains a wormhole pretty well, in theory. It does, it does. That's how but the problem with that, the problem with that is that's two-dimensional. Our world is three-dimensional. To fold space-time, you need to be in a higher dimension. To go to a higher dimension, we don't even know if that's physically possible, first of all. And even if it is physically possible, do you know how much energy that would freaking take? It'd be ridiculous. So, we will not see that in our lifetimes, no. Um, we, I, I personally think we won't ever see wormholes. Um, we might find that there are some naturally occurring. We might find some other means of transportation that can get us to places uh, faster than the speed of light without actually having traveled uh, that distance so we don't actually break the sound barrier of speed of light. Um, but it's, I don't think we're, not in our lifetimes. Well, the question is also can organisms actually handle that too? So the thing with a wormhole is in order to bend space-time to your will, you need gravity. If you go, and this is something I don't like about Interstellar either, is when you go into a black hole, there is so much gravity there, you will get torn apart atom by atom. It's spaghettification. Like... The spaghetti monster. Yeah. There is no way you can survive that amount of gravity. Impossible. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think there really is anything. So, there is definitely theories, and... It's called an Einstein-Rosen bridge, is what the technical name for a wormhole is. And it's basically, the whole thing is, you have a black hole, and Einstein's theory of relativity allows for, if you have a gravitational singularity, you can have an output out the other side. And, and out the other side means some 
somewhere other in the universe, maybe another universe. That brings into a whole nother can of worms about a multiverse. I hate the idea of a multiverse. I don't think it's real. Uh, I don't think there's very much physical evidence for it, but I'm, I'm probably biased there. But I, I don't know. I digress. I digress. <laughs> Joshua B says, why is there a big hap a big gap in black hole sizes from stellar mass to ultramassive? Um, I don't know what you mean in black hole sizes. If you mean from when the star... Uh, well, the different sizes of the black holes that we have. That's what he's talking about. Because the black holes range from different sizes to different sizes. Yeah, but I don't think there's a big gap in it. The, the gap I think he's talking about is between uh, when it's a star and then when it becomes a black hole. Basically what happens is uh, the star collapses on itself under its own gravity because it doesn't have any pressure or energy pushing itself out anymore. So it has that same, it has all the same gravity, um, but because it's it collapses on itself, it's so dense um, that it, that's my understanding is well, there's nothing in there either huh there's no there is well actually we don't know ultimately there, there, there should be there exist. should be a singularity which means a point at which gravity is uh infinite infinitely large um which means i i don't know i'm not an i'm not an astrophysicist Kind of uh, like in that, I probably uh, won't be able to explain that very well. Kind of in, like in that, uh, am I, am I, I don't think I'm speaking. Oh, well. sorry. Yeah, go for uh, it. Kind of like in that, Madag I think it's Madagascar 3, uh, where they go into a circuit, and there's a tiger, and he tries to go through a very small ring. Uh, I'm kind of, it, it's kind of like a very vague thing that, I, that I'm trying to talk about, but like that one small point that he was actually able to fit into kind of explains like the black hole. There's like one small singularity that you're able to pass through, uh, which is kind of what I'm trying to explain, but it kind of probably makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, but trying to fit through that singularity is going to be like next to impossible unless you have some type of technology that will allow you to go through that. Uh, but we don't have that technology at all whatsoever. And we probably won't get to that anytime soon, probably not even in our existence. We'll probably die off, like the human race will probably die off before we can even figure anything out like that. Um, and then someone else might pick up that up. So, some other existence. Alright, well, we are getting super late. super late here. We're two minutes over already. Uh, chats have been great. Uh, we will, you'll have to save them for next time. Uh, I'm getting tired, and I don't think I can re uh, answer the questions that just got put in the chat. You want to swap with me? No, I think I think we're gonna uh, have to end it here because uh, it's getting pretty late, and I have to work tomorrow. Imagine so, having to work. Yeah. All right. Well, I've been Joseph Sees. Uh, that has been your mom. <laughs> Cameron <So> Bauman. <laughs> Cameron Bauman. Yes. So, I've been here with Cameron Bauman. Uh, you should definitely subscribe to the channel, oh hit the bell, and so you don't miss another episode of the AstroCast Live. You can find us here uh, every Monday at 8 o'clock p.m., uh, unless we don't feel like it, in which case we won't podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, you will find us here live Monday so at 8 o'clock every week, and hopefully I'll be uploading some clips to the channel later tonight of Cameron doing stuff and some, yeah. some other clips too and anyway 
Uh, I've been Joseph Seas, and this has been uh, the Astrocast Live with Cameron Bauman tonight. And uh, we will all, we will see you all next week. Hippity hoppity, I'm on Joe's property. Yes, you are. That was a weird way to end it.